We're slovenly, we're feelingy, we're really kinda dumb. We're Terry, Shar, and Lissa, all here to have some fun. So guard your holes, let's make some rolls and talk some D and D with the cave troll. Is happening now. Uh, I'm feeling good. If you can hear my voice, this is what good do feels you, like. Do you need more coffee? I Tell probably, me you need more coffee. If you hear me get up from the chair, like if you hear the squeak of my very plush chair, <laughs> it's because I went to retrieve more coffee. So don't be alarmed. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll throw some weird thing that'll get Liss off on a tangent for 45 minutes and then. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> really not that hard to do. <laughs> Offended, but also accurate. <laughs> but I'm still offended. Yeah, sure. The offense was meant. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, like you, do you feel attacked? Because I was attacking. I, it would be weird if you yeah. were like, "Oh, I I feel good right now." Like, come on. <laughs> I feel good uh, after being attacked. Then we'd have some concerns. Exactly. Hello and welcome to the Cave Trolls podcast. My name is Terry Smith, and this is the only show where you can get your TTRPG news. Um. People tried shortening it to TRPG. I'm not having it. It's TTRPG all the way. Stands for tabletop, not table. It's not table RPG news, okay? It is tabletop <laughs> RPG news. Um, although I do want to start a game that's just a table RPG. <laughs> oh, where we play as tables? I think so. I think so. Or the things that go on tables? I don't know. Okay. We'll throw that so in the design we can just, lab. So what you're saying is we'll just stack each other on top of each other. I mean, that's a different kind of party list. I know you're European, but uh, uh, we're from the Midwest, okay? Like, uh, you got to go a little bit slower with us. Um, first up, if you don't up, know... <laughs> thank you. I'm trying, uh, trying to will the energy into my body. Uh, like I said, we cover the TTRPG news, all the bits and bobs, the new games that are coming out, uh, all the little scuttlebutton rumors in our Village Crier section, and then the Bardic Inspiration, where we talk about all the other things that D&D and TTRPGs have inspired lately. With me, as always, are my faithful co-hosts, one half of the Slovenly Trolls, Sharday. How are you doing? I'm doing great and have so much energy today. Thank you're, you. You're so much better at faking it than I am. I want you to know. I, I'm a woman, so we kind of have to. And the other half of the Slavenly Charles, Lissa, how's it going? Hi, it's me, Lissa. <laughs> Now you see why I wrote the script for our commercial the way I did. Because it just I don't know what you're talking about, Terry. I don't don't know what you're talking about. I will have you know, this is probably the first script I've ever written. I've written many, but first script I've ever written with emojis to to tell somebody how to say the line. I was like, I feel like this is the crowd I could get away with that for. Like, I mean, that I usually save that for my outlines because they're just for me. So like, I'll put like little winky faces and like little hearts. Just to like keep it spicy, but like I think we should petition to have all scripts uh, have emojis, especially during the writer strike. You know that's happening <laughs> right now. All scripts should just be emojis. Thanks. I, I don't <laughs> think just... I could get away with that as a comic book writer, but I will say because of comic mm. books not having like a distinct like visual language when it comes to how you're supposed to write, like like an actual like rules as written when it comes to your scripts, you can put whatever the fuck you want in there. My scripts are very entertaining just to read, even if you don't like the story. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, but I don't put emojis. Maybe I should. Maybe like uh, <laughs> I think I one time read, I, I would read that to, comic book. You would read it if it was just emojis. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the mm-hmm. artist still draws things in it. Like it wouldn't just be. My yeah, emojis. no, no, it would be. It would be. It would be the art, and then like in the like think bubbles and speech bubbles, it would just be emojis. <laughs> I did a uh, like a manga inspired uh, book one time, and I was trying to describe the artist uh who didn't speak english how like the knocked out character and i did put the emoji with like the x's over their eyes with like the <laughs> on. um so i guess i did lied. it did it communicate oh, 100% what you were they saying? were great they, yeah. it was perfect emojis <laughs> are great gifts are also great but very hard to translate into just a still medium <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna put more gifts in my comic book scripts uh yeah. the joke always is like how do you draw someone blinking like you need uh you need oh. three panels to draw someone blinking yeah uh, 
So, no, not a lot of gifts there. Anyways, you didn't come here for the comic book news. You came here for the TTRPG news. So, let's get into it. Oh. First up, in the bits and bobs section, use actual Nerf guns to battle Kaiju in tabletop RPG hyper weapon. This comes from Dice Breaker. Uh, who wrote this article? Load Faster. Uh, Matt Jarvis, the editor-in-chief over at Dicebreaker, wrote this. A new tabletop RPG is swapping target numbers for actual targets by adding a real-life dark gun to its dice rolls. Hyperweapon is a rules-light RPG that tasks players uh, with defending towns and cities from towering Godzilla-style kaiju and other fearsome foes. Um, that's basically all you need to know about Hyperweapon. It's exactly what it sounds like, <laughs> shooting the targets for your DC. Um, genius. I love it. I'm going to pick this up. It's similar to forget the name if it was it called like space rocks i believe is what it was called uh by gary witta and you just threw rocks at each other that was the joke you weren't actually what? supposed to play it uh but that was the ttrpg is you threw rocks at each other <laughs> it sounds like violent <laughs> it is you're not it's a joke thing you don't actually play the game but if you did you're supposed to throw rocks at each other <laughs> oh great yeah sure <laughs> i do have a copy over on my shelf so uh i'm definitely gonna check out hyper weapon what about you two do you have a lot of nerf guns in your home uh None. can't say that i do no well, this but, is America, uh, so i have the right to bear nerf arms I'm also in America, and I have zero Nerf arms. Well, you come um, on I'm over, also... I'll pick you up. I have mine all modded, so like, they hurt when you shoot people. Oh, my, my Nerf dealer. I told Love you, that. I'm American. That's what we do. Uh, she, just so, Terry does not speak for all Americans here. Um, wow. I do not do that. I'm, I'm a pacifist. When it comes to Nerf violence. <laughs> when it comes to Nerf violence. <laughs> But I I don't know if I would play a TTRPG with Nerf guns only just because I'm I'm really not coordinated. I don't trust myself. <laughs> Our friend Chelsea uh, gifted me with a <laughs> something. What was a, a hand crossbow to shoot dice? And I feel you never awful use enough it. just use. I never use it because I'm scared I'm gonna hurt someone. And with to be it. fair, like because... it should be that thing can break stuff, and we all use metal dice at our tables, so. Uh, I try, I don't load it. I don't, I load it with resin or plastic always, first off, because I know that that would be a bad combination. (laughs) And I never use D4s again because I'm somewhat of a smart person. But even still, just, I I don't know. It's it's really great, actually. I feel great (laughs) being so smart. Uh, And I, when you load it in there and then you just shoot it, it just like goes halfway across the room no matter what you do. And it's terrifying. And so I feel like a Nerf gun in my hands during a TTRPG game would not go well. um, Just because I can't aim very well and I'd be very scared. So, no thank you. (laughs) Well, you can check out um, uh, Hyper Weapon over at uh, Rookie Jet Studios' uh, website. I'll put the link there in the description. Lissa, final words on Hyper Weapon. You're going to load up on some Nerf weapons? Um, This might be the first game that I am absolutely not interested in playing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. I, at least you're, you're honest about it, you know? Like, it was bound to happen eventually where you're like, I'm not going to try that. That's not happening. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for it. I'm going to check that out. Moving on, indie video game gem Citizen Sleeper is being turned into a single-player tabletop RPG. I wasn't sure whether to put this in Bardic Inspiration because the game was inspiring the other way like this is <laughs> the opposite of bardic inspiration this is a game that's getting turned mm-hmm. into an rpg um i'm excited for this uh have you two heard of citizen sleeper i've never heard of it um, i have ooh. Um, of course you have ooh. Because, um, it's on, I, i'm pretty uh, sure i wish listed it on steam oh um, really yeah i haven't played it and i can't remember what it's about but uh, i remember <laughs> it being vaguely good or has uh, good reviews or something all right well i'll read from the article over here matt jarvis over at dice breaker uh citizen sleepers tabletop rpg cycles of the eye follows the setup of gareth damian martin's video game as the lone player's sleeper awakes on a mysterious lawless space station known as erlin's eye as in the video game the tabletop rpg follows the player as they meet the various inhabitants of the station and attempt to flee the capitalist corporation that embedded their former workers human mind in an artificial body so the idea behind this and sleeper is kind of this um post uh apocalyptic space station where you play as a human turned robot lower class citizen 
who it's a full RPG in the way of Disco Elysium, whereas in there's, there's not a lot of combat. Mm. A lot of the RPG turn-based stuff goes into conversations and survival, um, and you can die from being too bored, things like that with your character. And the capitalistic nature uh, kind of falls closer to the side of like nihilism, where it's almost impossible to escape and survive in this world because you're already a lower class citizen nobody likes you you're not going to be paid enough to get enough food to find shelter and it's really bleak but it has some really heartwarming and inspirational moments as it goes as you try to survive mm -hmm. in this uh space station it's really really cool um i love the cyberpunk uh-ness of it i i'm I'm interested in it being an RPG, but it's a solo RPG. Um, right. And it's already such a bleak game. Like, similar to Disco Elysium, I have to take a lot of breaks when I play it because it's just really depressing. Valid. <laughs> so, Valid. If this was, like, a group thing and, like, I had a group of other sleepers to kind of go on this adventure with, maybe. But, like, just playing this more by myself, I don't know if that's for me. Uh, just that's a little too sad. I mean, like, there's something to be said if you really want to immerse yourself, if you love the world, if you love that kind of narrative, mm -hmm. that's amazing. But I'm I'm the same way. Like, I I avoid a lot of uh, dramas, like movie drama, because I just I just am never in the mood for it because I'm just like I don't want to cry today. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sometimes you don't have it in I you. Sometimes you don't have it in in you. And, like, I – it's not like I don't – like, obviously darkness and, like, dark themes are a huge part of any game. But, like, I don't like that being the overarching theme. Even in dark fantasy, sometimes I have to, like, take a step back where I'm like, okay, I need to – I need a palate cleanser. I, I need, like – I need something. So I'm also very intrigued by this. But I feel like I'd be the same where, like, I need to take – mental health breaks for this because while it could be somebody else's jam to be immersed in that for a very long time definitely not mine either <laughs> right and i really like the rpg lissa after hearing like the pitch are you re-interested in citizen sleeper i feel like i played the game first mm -hmm. um but mm -hmm. based on the fact that i wish listed the game itself like i i am intrigued um, but I would probably play the game first. Then, if I like, as as it often goes, fall into an obsession hole with the game, um, <laughs> then I would yes get the RPG, possibly. Well, I mean that's pretty cool. Um, the one thing that I that I would say like past like I you know I already like the game as I can talk about it forever. The thing I really was interested about with the solo RPG was they kind of leveled up the mechanics that we see in a lot of solo RPGs. Uh, you know the deck of cards, the journaling aspect, but this also has kind of like what they call the cycles, like you know in the name cycles of the eye, are like uh, the turns that tick down. Um, kind mm -hmm. of mimicking the things that tick down in the game, like your different bars that you kind of need to use to manage your survival. Um, so you have like missions and different things that kind of tick down in the game uh, to keep everything a little bit interesting, uh, putting you on a, a literal ticking clock, but it, obviously it's turn-based. Uh, but I like that just as another element to keep the game going because I think some solo RPGs, if you're not if you're not super into it at the moment, or if you have something like ADHD like I do, you need that mm -hmm. one other thing to kind of keep it going sometimes, mm -hmm. um, or just to differentiate itself from other solo RPGs. So I was kind of excited to see that it has a little bit of a novel mechanic there. Um, but I'm excited to check that out. I'll put the link in there if you want to buy that. Let me know what your thoughts on Citizen Sleeper are. I do recommend the video game as well if you like, like, Disco Elysium or if you just want to feel bad about your existence and capitalism. Um, also Always. <laughs> Not that I feel like that every day of my Sometimes life. Sometimes I would like to feel good <laughs> about my place in capitalism, and that right. is... <laughs> Not how it works, you know? No. <laughs> Nobody is in a good ends. place during capitalism. Unless you're at the top. Even if you think, unless you think, I, even then, I don't know, man. You might not be even happy, then. but you're full, you know? <laughs> full of cash, sure, but do you have a soul anymore? No. Probably is not. Is it worth Who the sacrifice? It? Who no. needs it? Uh, if you want us to sell out, you let me know. Hit up that email, gmail.com. <laughs> we'll chill. We'll chill, man. <laughs> um <laughs> next up a pathfinder abomination vaults a rpg coming to kickstarter um this is where what is this from did i uh i put this in the wrong section right nope nope that is this is new 
Uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of different Pathfinder uh, stories this week. So. There are, yeah. Uh, which one is this? Is this the video game? If this is the video game. We're not talking about this yet. You shut up, Abomination Vaults. I thought this was uh, another one. <laughs> uh moving on i know what i'm doing i host this show it's fine pathfinder stolen fate adventure path is what we're going to talk about instead how about that i didn't realize they announced two video games that's why i was thrown off uh, <laughs> <laughs> not even destiny itself is safe when powerful forces seek to seize control of the future and now it falls to a band of heroes selected by the power of a magical harrow deck to step in and ensure that fate is not stolen from the world so a new adventure path from pathfinder um it's got uh three different stories going on in there uh i've only messed a little bit with adventure paths and like you know the different books inside of them uh are you too interested at all in the new pathfinder stuff i know we mostly run D D if we're gonna go d20 systems but mm-hmm. um they've been putting out a lot of interesting things i've heard really good things people are excited about stolen fate yeah, I mean, I feel like I'd be more excited if I played Pathfinder, for mm-hmm. sure. So I I don't really have a lot of connection to it currently, because I still have never to this day played Pathfinder to the chagrin of many people that I know. So I am intrigued by it because it looks very, like the art, it was gripping my eye in this giant purple monster with like shooting lightning out of its mouth. But I, our, as a clarification question, are adventure paths just the same as campaigns? Like, uh, campaigns? They're like more books like broken in... up from them. They're like smaller chunks of a campaign. Book. Oh, okay. So, like a mini campaign. Kind of, yeah. Um, okay. It's like here's, here's uh, like a couple of different towns. Here's like the adventuring hook. Um, that's usually why they're cheaper, too. Um, oh, it's not like that's a nice, full though. on campaign. It's like different pieces of it. Uh, they've been doing it like they kind of did that back in 3.5 before Pathfinder. And in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's a better way to go about it if you have a group that likes running those adventures, um, because it's cheaper and you can kind of go through them a little bit faster. And plus, that allows uh for them to go okay you know what we don't want to run this gigantic thing we just want to run a few levels um and then you can kind of split off if you want to but they all build into each other similar to the campaigns in D &D. um yeah so they're they're pretty neat uh what i was gonna say is even if you don't run uh pathfinder you can still pick them up the mechanical stuff might be a little bit useless but everything else Mm -hmm. in it's still pretty good like you have you know really interesting ties to the storylines and the worlds are pretty similar if you play in forgotten realms you could pick up the destiny war and be able to mess around with the harrow deck and it would not feel out of place Right, because, I mean, Pathfinder was born out of, what was it, 3.5 and 4, really. Mm-hmm. So 100%. They, a lot of the same developers that worked on D&D created Pathfinder, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. that I remember the first time I ran a D&D game, one of my players was like, can I use stuff from Pathfinder to, like, make my character? And I was like, sure, like an idiot. <laughs> uh, so I know, well, I know now that the mechanics don't <laughs> match up, but back then I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, sure, use what you want. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and they accidentally created the most overpowered character of all time. Um, because <laughs> oh. the numbers go like way higher in Pathfinder. Yeah, is the thing. Yeah, like, they mean, keeps going. You mean accidentally on purpose? Sure. Accidentally on purpose, and there is total merit to like making overpowered characters and having a fantastic time. But it it you cannot balance Pathfinder stuff alongside Five E stuff and like have it have the same effect. I know that better now. Did not at the time. Right, but um, you can use the story stuff in there. Is my recommendation yes. for some of these. Like, yeah, I, I use a lot of that stuff. Some some deities from uh, from Paizo's world is a, are a little bit. Uh, I would say less problematic and uh, they mm-hmm. just they have some good story hooks. So I pick up a lot of those Paizo books just because even if they're not compatible, which a lot of them are nowadays, um, mm-hmm. you still get some really good story stuff. So I still recommend a lot of their books. I don't buy as many yeah. of the adventuring paths whole hog. Like I'll pick and choose which ones I grab mm-hmm. um, because I'm not, I don't need the storyline running through. Um, but I, I still recommend them. Uh, Lisa, what about you? Is this doing anything for you? Uh, yes, it is. I am very excited because Wiz- Wizards of the Coast has fucked over one too many times, and now I'm a Pathfinder <laughs> stand just 
than who has never played <laughs> on merit. Oh, I love it. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, <laughs> I'm digging it. Speaking of the enemy of my enemy is my friend, let's talk about Fight with Spirit, the sports drama RPG. Um, two to five players, including the GM, uh, grow up together and fight for your passion. This tabletop RPG, hone your skills, face down rivals and reach for the top. Uh, this is pretty exciting. Uh, this is really inspired by a lot of those, uh, sports anime, uh, with Mm. a lot of cards, with a lot of stats. Uh, I think there's also like a calendar aspect to it as well. Uh, not too much you can get into. I'll, I'll post the website and kind of look into it and see if it's your thing. If you're into sports anime, I highly recommend this game. If you're not into sports anime, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be for you. Um, <laughs> because it's such a specific thing. It's uh, very niche. <laughs> it's very niche. I, I just don't know. Um, that doesn't mean it won't be fun. You can totally still have fun going into it. Like the way that like, you choose your traits and like, that's kind of how you build your character and set mm-hmm. up like what their goals are for. I, I don't know if it's separated by seasons or by school years. It's, it's one of the two. Um, I have a friend that got to mess around with this. Uh, and the way that also like, so you earn fight and spirit. Those are like your two, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like currencies when it comes to like the, um, the, the flow of gameplay. So I, Mm -hmm. I'm excited for it. There's a couple of different, uh, like rival mechanics as well. When you talk about like the rival team or your rival within the game, uh, it plays a little bit like powered by the apocalypse with like specific types of moves that you want to do. Um, so if you're a little bit closer to that or you like, like deck building games or a little bit more of the tabletop rather than the RPG aspect, um, I think you could definitely carry over there with like the different cards that you use for combat. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you're into any of the things I said, I think you'd really enjoy this game. And if you're looking for a little bit more of like the game aspect rather than the RP part, I think you'd also really enjoy this. Even if you weren't fully into, um, you know, uh, <laughs> um, sports anime, uh, as it were. <laughs> uh, I, I, just, I feel silly because like some people still don't know that sports anime are a thing. Um, like I'll recommend like one if you're to a few people and like, anime never heard of it. I feel like if you're anime adjacent, you at least know the sub or at least are somewhat familiar with the sub genres of anime. Like I've never watched a sports anime, but I know it exists. So this wouldn't be for me. But um, you said rival mechanics and now I'm interested. Oh, there's some friends to lovers arcs that we could talk about. Amazing. Rivals to (laughs) lovers, enemies to lovers, all of those. Uh, Also, like you can do like full verses with this game. So you can do like a tournament if you wanted, like teams and stuff. Oh, that'd be rad. Yes, exactly. I've been wanting to talk about this one, but I wasn't sure when everything was going to be available. So I'm kind of excited that it's finally there. You can pick it up at Story Brewers Role Playing uh, website. I'll I'll put the link there. Um, What's the price on this? I think it's 20 bucks for the digital, and you can pre order the actual box set like the physical edition for 65 but i'm pretty sure you can get the digital version like today uh so if you're really excited to go play it you can go pick up the pdf and if you want to pre-order 65 bucks sounds like a lot but you get the full book with all the mechanics you get the decks of cards and everything set up to play it's a really fancy box really good card stock um i think they're going to be at gen con so if you're if you're going to go to that you can check them out there too um so check that out i could talk about this all day we'll move on i'm sorry (laughs) lissa before we go anything with fight with spirit you've been kind of quiet i know you love sports drama anime listen terry i might not watch sports drama anime but i thought if i'm no good at sports in real life how bad could i possibly be at sports in a tabletop role play game the answer is not at all. Very. Like, <laughs> we two that was, angles with that. That being very bad was the wrong answer. I could be great at this. You could. So be. I am very intrigued. <laughs> you could be. The possibility exists. There's a non-zero mm-hmm. chance mm-hmm. that you're very non-zero good at possibility. And that is what I will say. Moving on, Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and new monsters based on kids' drawing. This comes from uh, Christian Offer over at comicbook.com. Dungeons and Dragons has released stat blocks for several new monsters. 
in uh, a big ad on the comicbook.com website was blocking my <laughs> several new monsters, all of which are based off of drawings made by kids who were treated at the Seattle Children's Hospital. Today, D&D Beyond released Misplaced Monsters Volume Ooh. 1. Uh, so it's a supplement containing six new monster stat blocks that were based on those kids' drawings from the Seattle Children's Hospital. Uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, go check this out if you cute. want to. Um, it's it's cute, but also like uh, nightmare fuel. I think is probably the term. <laughs> well, I'm lo- well, I'm looking at some of the art, and it genuinely looks like it- it's like a definitely the kind of quote unquote monsters or creatures you would see in your dreams. I wouldn't say nightmares, at least on the cover art, but there's something like there's it's whimsical, but it's also based in reality. But it's also definitely only stuff children could it's come up stuff, with. Like, that's the thing is like I know what my kids it's draw, amazing. so I'm looking at these pictures. Okay, so not not quite Nightmare Fuel, although that skinny headed dragon normal. is a little creepy. It's dope yeah, it, it's a big like muscular body, <laughs> the really tiny skinny little head. head tiny little head i was really expecting them to use like the actual artwork from the children um which is why i got me too this is why i i googled it and just like what do these look like that was my first instinct too but they actually like they've put it in the D &D style so it's not nearly as nightmare fuel as it definitely could be maybe it's just my kids too you know like my son has uh has a, a stuffed doll um, it's more like a baby doll, but like it's really, really chunky. And he calls it Little Big Baby Ben. And my son's name is Ben. And it looks like Chucky Aww. if you pulled out most of the hair. So there's just like a full, <laughs> there's like a few hairs left. Um, kind of like uh, Angelica's doll from from Rugrats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's missing one eyebrow and one eyelash two, on two different sides. Um, Good God. Yeah, exactly. And it just stares at you. Yeah, it, uh, it's, it's terrible. So maybe just when I think of my children who are creepy, I that's where I go to. So I apologize. <laughs> this art is pretty cool. Um, but this can hit a dragon, man. I'm going to use that already. I got to pick this up. No, honestly, I'm so tempted to buy it, even though I'm still mad at D&D and D&D Beyond. I'm like, my character, but my they, players might be going to the cheating. Feywild soon. Yeah. And these are like... These are very good Feywild creatures. Not even gonna lie about it. They're <laughs> these are perfect. When they're like, oh, kids from a children's hospital made these little fucking white hats. Yeah, and all the proceeds go to them. So I'm like, ah, oh, if I buy anything though, would this be it? Like, would I mean, it's not going to them. So they say, and if they are lying, then we can sue them. They're not. They're <laughs> not lying. This is go- this is they partnership with Extra Life, which is my favorite. Um, my favorite charity. They do a lot of stuff with video games, a lot of video game tournaments to to fund. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know children's hospital extra life is a really really good charity so for six bucks pick it up that i fuck D &D, but you know the children are cool so (laughs) save the children also it's kind of cool too because D D has a history of like implementing children's suggestions as well as a fun fact like gary gygax got a lot of fan mail from kids like in early D D, and you know in the years after and like Tasha got her name from a kid writing into D and D, like that. the iconic that. character Tasha. Yeah. Well, if you listen to the Slovenly Trolls, you would know that. I'm, I'm just saying. sure yeah, you mentioned it, but that doesn't mean I remember <laughs> everything. Because if you don't know, what episode are you on? Fourteen, thirteen? You're on thirteen. No, like it. No. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. <laughs> we just oh, but it's been but it's been uh, the, the anniversary. That's what it is. I was like mm-hmm. anniversary 12 13 year months uh but I Yeah got yeah, yeah yeah but so we're, de- we're definitely so many... past 26 And I'll and I'll yeah. let you know just as a listener you don't do <laughs> hour long episodes it's not like no. I need to remember 27 hours worth of content which is already <laughs> a lot Tell me how long was your last episode Two and a half hours So so would you call that average or would you call that one of yes. your shorter episodes I would listen, call that Terry. Terry, you have one month to listen to two and a half hours. <laughs> one whole month. How can you tell me that that's too long? Because I gotta talk to you on this time. thing every damn week, and I gotta feed my kids. <laughs> you don't want to hear The government's gonna like, take them away if I don't. <laughs> so I gotta you listen to here fifty first. hours worth. Sometimes I don't remember what happened to Tasha <laughs> or where the name came from. Okay. <laughs> How dare you? Listen, the ones I really remember are like we talk about Amazons and uh, mm-hmm. uh, chainmail bikinis and dragon boobs. Um, <laughs> like those All good ones. St- those ones I'm supposed to get pattern here. 
Uh, also, <laughs> also all the st- boobs, exactly. But also, <laughs> Lolth is another one. Just be- not because of the- just purely the episode that you did, but because really you've been talking about Lolth for like the entire time, and then you did a little bit more in the episode on Lolth, basically. Listen, Lolth is our lady and savior. I don't really know what else to say, um, except Lolth into your hearts is really. It's true. That she's our patron saint. I will have you know point. that when you did that episode, I was talking to um, another like fan of your show and uh we were talking about they were like wow i feel like i already knew a lot of stuff about the drow and the matriarchy and how it's really not a matriarchy and i was like yeah it's because they've talked about it in every episode leading up until this one in every episode because <laughs> we're not we don't want people to forget about it because it's people keep calling it a matriarchy when it's not like so we, i'm sorry not. that sometimes i forget a few details <laughs> i'm usually about three months behind on your episodes right now i'm most people up, are but most people are it's it's literally fine it's fine it doesn't sound fine it sounds like (laughs) i'm gonna be hearing about this for a while uh similar to when i mixed you two up because you're so different (laughs) (laughs) you're really not helping your case here terry it's Um, never been able to be helped listen people know that i'm the heel you know you can just stop digging at some point My shovel is so tall. <laughs> I just have to keep going. <laughs> oh, man. Moving on to our village crier section. This is when we talk about all of the general news, the stuff that we need to go into the town square and yell about. Uh, we only have one item this week, and that is Dungeons & Dragons' Eberron creator announces he's no longer publishing new Eberron material. Um, this is kind of a bittersweet thing going on there. This comes from Christian Hoffer over at comicbook.com. Uh, the creator of the popular Dungeons & Dragons setting Eberron has announced that he is shutting down the publishing house that has released multiple Eberron source books over the past few years. Yesterday, Keith Baker's KB Presents Publishing House, which has published multiple source books on the DMs Guild dedicated to expanding and updated Eberron, announced that it would be shutting down on June 30th. The four titles published by KB Presents will still be available on the DMs Guild and managed by Vis- Visionary Production and Design. A fifth book in KB Presents Eberron series will also be published by Visionary later this year. Um, I'll link to the announcement. So they're still going to finish out that one book. But yeah, done publishing stuff in Eberron, uh, which this is the kind of thing that we talked about was going to be happening to some of these smaller creators as these other games were getting more popular. It's just really hard to stay on that grind to put out each book and kickstart it or hope that you've you've kickstarted enough to where your audience is going to come by and buy the next one for this one specific setting that's not technically official to D&D anymore it's it's fucking difficult and if you're not getting a huge number of people each time you're not making enough money to just do it on your own you have to keep kickstarting it you have to keep doing something bigger and better and eventually you're going to burn out and uh they were Mm -hmm. a pretty small team over at kb so uh, this is sad. I've been playing Eberron since I was probably 15. Uh, there and there, there's some good things, some bad things about the setting. It's not uh, without its other problematic elements. Uh, but if you don't know, it's kind of like the cyberpunk, more Final Fantasy version of D and D. A lot more tech. They have mechs in that setting, um, similar to something like Warhammer. Uh, if you had to find another parallel. Uh, Mm -hmm. some really cool stuff coming from there. And even when they stopped being official, because if you don't know, it was an official D&D 4th edition setting. Um, they just, they, they had the license, they owned the property, they still put out stuff for 5th edition under, um, the OGL. And, uh, people just aren't buying the books, so they gotta go. Uh, does this do anything for you two? What do you think on this news? I haven't really looked into Eberron. We have, well, as first Lomily Trolls, we haven't really looked into Eberron much at all yet. Um, It's one of the doors that we haven't quite opened. You've mentioned it before. We've definitely mentioned it before, um, but we haven't like done as deep of a dive as like the Forgotten Realms, obviously. And Mm -hmm. we've we've looked more into Spelljammer at this point than we have Eberron, but I've always been very intrigued by it. Um, And... It, it does suck because this is the person like KB uh, Baker. What's his first name? Keith? Keith Keith Baker. Keith Baker like originated the setting and now he just doesn't have the support he needs to continue producing stuff for the setting. It sounds like a very Ed Greenwood situation almost, whereas like Ed Greenwood created the Forgotten Realms. He doesn't really publish a lot of stuff 
for it i think maybe novels and short stories but not necessarily settings on dms guild like role-playing stuff much anymore but they will always answer questions on twitter Mm -hmm. which is great and great to have that resource around but it is sad that they're not creating stuff for it anymore because they don't have the backing of wizards they don't have the kickstarter they don't have as um as much of a a financial backing as they probably once had so i'm i'm excited for them to move on to other projects for sure but i i also see the bittersweetness of the situation of like oh you created this thing and maybe you want to keep creating stuff for this thing but you just can't financially anymore and that's fucking sucks because money should never get in the way of doing something that you're passionate about and creating something that you're passionate about and unfortunately, that's not how the world works a lot of the time. So it's very sad, even though I don't know much about the setting. Like, I, it's still a sad situation. And it was always kind of a rags to riches and a really inspirational story when it came to Eberron. That's partly why, you know, me and like my group who like, you know, tried to make stuff for a long time for D&D kind of knows about it because it was a rags to riches story. So like it was created through like a kind of like a talent search contest um, mm-hmm. that Keith won and kind of became part of it as well as like a big cash prize but and then like you created a new setting that's going to be officially published and it, then it took off so they kept partnering with him and mm-hmm. then but because he created it like he still owned a piece of it so then even when they were going to reboot for fifth edition he was like i'm still gonna make stuff for it and he was allowed to mm-hmm. um so it was a really cool thing but eventually it's like there's like 14 different settings even at the same time as Everon, dark sun had a reboot um and i'm sure you're gonna cover dark sun on slavenly trolls probably everyone because it's way more fucked up um, <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> like cannibalism is like a main mechanic in ever in uh in dark sun. is it is it really oh yeah dude dark sun is basically like the mad max setting of uh dnd oh okay 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 i i implore you please do an episode on dark sun because writing it down it is so fucked <laughs> <laughs> and it's like purpose too this isn't even like accidental oh, this oh is kinda fucking, it's on purpose this is on purpose well, this is a dark oh, dark no. version of forgotten realms basically like, well goblins Lisa, eating i think goblins. we have our next episode <laughs> like every, everybody's pillaging like it's it's a bad place to exist uh, that's why the sun. I'm dark. literally, I literally just googled dark sun sexism, and the really bad word already <laughs> has come up. So I'm like, oh great, you. yeah. Oh, I oh, Lisa, um, Lisa. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I would have mentioned you, this before. you know, I don't like going. Hey, how come you're not covering this? Like, that's not my job, dude. Oh wait, we've been doing this for like two years, so like you could give us ideas we just have the right to say fuck off terry <laughs> that's fair 100 percent. but i think you should do one and if you if you want some more oh material let me know i played dark sun back in the day as well about I the same time as Eberron. so a hundred percent hate you up if we end up doing this all right i might be able oh to talk god. to some of my old buddies like we have some like anecdotes from oh my god yeah and stuff uh it's, please do it's pretty fucking you remember if if any of you like remember specific stuff that we could really hone in on for like what slovenly trolls like all the sexism and all of that gross stuff 100%, if you remember anything specific because uh, like i said it's built into the campaign setting like it's uh <laughs> it starts there uh, like i'm picturing i, I remember it. like the cover art like when i got it i'm like it's got like heads on pikes on like the cover i mean that's that's fine no but yeah but like that if that doesn't tell you what's in the book you know what i mean like right 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 fair it, it sets the tone from the offset right whereas like with eberron it's like uh like an elf sniper with like a magical thing with like a fantasy mm-hmm. uh mech construct behind them you know uh, <laughs> but yeah so th- just a little bit of a deep dive into some D history for you right there yeah, rest in peace everyone um i'm gonna keep playing it uh lissa <laughs> dark sun uh aside what about everon uh have you heard anything about that are you interested there i don't know much about everon um i I really don't know. Like, there's a couple that I do want to find out more about, mm-hmm. including Dark Sun, including Ebron, including, uh, they've released it on 5e too. Um, what was it? Dragonlance? Avernus? 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 That's just in the nine. That's just in the nine. Yeah, that's, 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 that's well, that shows how much I know about. <laughs> 
It's not like you host it's a fine. D&D show, though, you know what I mean? No, like, you know, we have yeah, but, no authority ever. Yeah, but, yeah, but um, the D&D show is literally us finding out about things. And that's know. true. Reacting to things, so that's we true. go in not knowing things. I know <laughs> that sometimes you compare notes like going in, but sometimes you don't. The, my favorite thing on the show is when one of you have something that the other one didn't know about, you're like, what? Like, it's just what like what fuck? you do with, like, the dark sun. It's just, like, the pure discovery. I also like that you don't edit a lot of those out. Like, you're just like, hold on, what is this? Well, uh, yeah, so. because it's the most interesting. Like, we both love learning stuff, so it's just getting our unfiltered... We try to get as much unfiltered reactions as we can. Like, we have to run through stuff before, obviously, to make sure it makes sense, but sure. getting the authentic reactions is always entertaining for us, and hopefully it's entertaining for other people. I find I don't know. I'm probably biased, but like, having a financial stake in something, I would say, is like a bigger bias than, than most other things. Uh, all right, moving on to our Bardic Inspiration segment. This is where we talk about all the stuff that D and D and TTRPGs have inspired lately. First up, Critical Role's Matt Mercer is now an action figure. Um, oh. Yeah, this is this is a thing. This comes from Christian Hoffer over at comicbook.com. Uh, it's official. Crit Critical Role's Matt Mercer is an action figure. This week, Critical Role announced that they had teamed up with Super 7 to produce an official hooded Game Master action figure, which depicts Mercer as he appeared in the animated opening for Critical Role's second campaign. Uh, oh. Is this a thing? Are you going to pick this up, Charday? Lissa, I know you're a I Critical Role fan. Are you going to buy this? So tempted. It comes with a it comes with a D twenty. There's a dice. Um, oh, a dollar. He's, he's holding a, he's holding a tone and a smirking yeah. uh, expression, and it's only twenty bucks. So, Lissa, are you going to buy this? Twenty bucks? Come on. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, listen, that's fair. <laughs> what about you, Charday? Is this uh, is this your favorite I'm, thing? Right? I'm so tempted. Figures? I don't actually have a lot of action figures, so the fact that I'm intrigued by this is something else. Because like they've heard, this isn't the first time Critical Role's released action figures. I no. think this is the first like aff affordable one that they have. Yeah, like they've partnered with a lot of really like great companies. They've done beautiful figurines that are, you know, those I don't really know the terms you probably do, Terry. Like the bigger figurines that don't have opposable limbs that are just in a singular pose and very um just it, very it's like detailed art. Um, they yeah, call, they just call them figures. Uh, okay. Not an action figure, just a figure. Just figures. So yeah, Critical Role's done a lot of figures before. So this is, I think this might be their first action figure. And I mean, what better way to start off doing that than with Matt Mercer with his hood and a D20 and a little book. I think it's adorable. Um, I'm very tempted to get it. I'm not an action figure person at all. So but like, but like would, that makes it easier. You're only going to buy one. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to go buy. That's exactly. why I don't buy a lot of them. Cause I am an action figure person. Like, uh, yeah. Of your shelf. I have a couple that are like over a hundred dollars. Um, just with like, that's mm -hmm. how expensive they are. I don't buy a lot of them because they're so expensive and really fun. Like Hasbro mm -hmm. puts out a really good collection of Marvel figures. Um, uh, called mm -hmm. uh, Legendary or Legacy, one of the two, I can't remember. And then they also have one called the Lightning Collection, which is Power Rangers. Um, and they put out all the Power Rangers from all of the years. I've never bought a single one because I'm afraid of going down that rabbit hole. Uh, so yeah. I probably won't do the Matt Mercer figure either. But I am curious of what the scale is because I have a couple mm -hmm. of friends who are really into Critical Role and were really into the old Dungeons & Dragons uh, cartoon. And they uh -huh. picked up the recent remakes of the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon characters that they did as a tie in for the movie. Mm. Um, and I'm curious if it's the same scale so they could put it next to. It's, they have the scale on the website. It's 3.75 inches. Oh, and so that is true. Yeah, I think that is the same scale as those uh, as the ones from the cartoon. That's probably on purpose, right? Um, I'm assuming. That's kind of cool. You can just have your D&D &D figures next to each other. That's neat. That's pretty neat. I like it. But anyways, yeah, go check up the, the Matthew, Matthew Mercer <laughs> hooded GM figure. Uh, D&D. It's getting big, guys. I don't know if you know this. It seems like it's sticking around. <laughs> I, think it might, I think it might stick this time, guys. 
Here's one that I listen. You might actually be interested in a D and D plushie at Build a Bear. Um, this also <laughs> comes from Christian Hoffer over at ComicBook.com. <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. So if you don't know, um, Build a Bear has like an adult line um called the bear cave where you can kind of build cooler build-a-bear um things on their website you can't go into the store and build them um i I don't think they might have some locations where you can do that uh but you can customize it you can give a give it a dnd t-shirt it's a red dragon figure um it looks like 45 bucks if you get it with the t-shirt uh, which sounds expensive. It's not for Build-A-Bear. Trust me. <laughs> they get bad. If you put the heart inside of it that talks, it's like ends up being like 70 bucks. Uh, so just so you know, if you're going to go Build-A-Bear with your kids. Uh, but yeah, 45 bucks for this Dragon Plushie. Any interest, you two? I am intrigued. I like plushies. I just got one from Amazon two weeks ago. Aww. What kind of plushie? Uh, it, it's a flat, I, I was trying to get a Squishmallow, but, um, it was not a Squishmallow. These Squishmallows uh, are hard to find, man. I see these ladies, uh, like, throwing elbows over at Target to get one when they release a new one. I know. And I tried to explain to my, uh, roommate what a Squishmallow was, and he was not having it. And he was just like, so it's a plushie. And I'm like, no, but it's a special plushie. <laughs> it's a memory foam pillow shaped like chunky animals. Like, what doesn't yeah. he get? It's like soft, but it's softer. It's whatever you think is soft, but it's like 10 times more soft and squishy. <laughs> and he was like, so it's a plushie. And I'm like, forget it. <laughs> you don't get it. You don't get um, it. But it is a bat. It is a very cute bat with, um, that's meant for like children, I guess, or like some of the reviews that I've got it. I've never heard of that. Like, a plushie okay. meant for children? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I, I got it for myself as an adult. It's a very cute bat. And if you follow us on Instagram for the Slovenly Trolls, I put it on there and they named it. <laughs> I, I love it. What did they name it? Uh, well, from all the things, we have named it Gwen. Gwen. All the, uh, oh, I love Gwen. Yeah. Um, uh, my daughter's middle name is Gwendolyn. Uh, so uh, I, I love that. that. That's really cute. Um, I, I have a lot of plushies. I give them mostly to my kids cause they really, really dig them. I'm really good at claw machines. So what I'll do is like, I'll take a trash bag and I'll go clear out a claw machine and then just give them to people. Uh, so I have many plushies from those and then like my kids love them. So we buy a lot of them. My son really loves Pokemon and Digimon plushies. So, uh, we have a lot of those and they're really fucking expensive. Like the one mm. I just got, I had to save up to get this plushie for me. It was like $45 for a mega charizard uh which is like a black charizard with blue flames uh from the pokemon games and uh it's not that big like 45 dollars does not get me a large plushie for my son but he loves him uh but out of the ones that i have that i won out of a claw machine i have a marty mcfly because i cleared out um uh, back to the future one and i kept a marty mcfly which is a pretty cool one um <laughs> Charday, I didn't know you were into Back to the Future as much at the time. Otherwise, I would have given you a DeLorean one. How um, dare you, you? You weren't in the country at the time either. It would have been difficult. But you've I would known have, me. You knew me for a while before I left. I the knew country. you liked Back to the Future, but I didn't know you loved Back to the Future now as much. Like I knew you really liked it. Uh, but this was years ago, though. This was like before the pandemic. This was a while, while back. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. You've known me since I've 20... known you for a decade. 12 yeah which is so over a decade over um, a decade and i knew you liked back to the future i didn't know it was like you. one of your favorites i apologize uh, you should grovel if my son wouldn't <laughs> throw a fit i'd just give you my marty mcfly because i didn't keep it necessarily <laughs> because i wanted it because i don't care usually i give away most of the plushies i get out of them because they're not mm -hmm, worth mm -hmm. a lot i just like playing claw machines um because i have to be good at things that don't matter and um so but i got one and my son was like you need one because i got him a bunch of power ranger ones in the same trip and he was like you gotta <laughs> have one like just like i have one so i kept the marty mcfly one to make him happy uh <laughs> but maybe if i can claw it away from um his hands you can have my marty mcfly plushie i think it's like a funko Thank pop you. like style like it's got a big head little oh, arms. oh yeah that makes sense i was yeah. wondering like how would they do a marty mcfly plushie in that kind of style yeah that makes more sense he's got the vest you know he's got the the life preserver 
Um, <laughs> moving on, Pathfinder is getting a Diablo-like hack and slash video game based on the RPG's most popular adventure. Hmm, if this sounds familiar, it's because I accidentally said it earlier in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Abomination Vault is headed to Kickstarter later this month, and it sounds exactly like what I just said. This comes from Matt Jarvis over at Dicebreaker. It's a hack and slash, click-a-thon in the Diablo style. Um, it's going to be on PC. Uh, you can check that out. I have a link to the Kickstarter. Um, we don't need to go too much into it. I'm excited for this. I, I love Diablo likes, uh, specifically Diablo 2 was my game back in the day, but I don't like to support Activision uh, very much these days or Blizzard, Activision, mm. Blizzard. It's all one company. Uh, mm -hmm. So this will be kind of cool since it's not coming from them. Um, similar to like, uh, you know, a, a Baldur's Gate like from back in the day. Now Baldur's Gate obviously is turn based, but before it wasn't. So mm -hmm. if you like that, if you like Pathfinder, you can check this out. Um, they have other Pathfinder games, too. We've talked about them a little bit over here, like Kingmaker, um, which plays a lot like Divinity. But uh, new hack and slash could be cool. I could think it would go a long way. Do you think this is going to pick up steam? Um, I don't know a lot of people who are like, oh, I need a Pathfinder video game, you know? Yeah, I don't. I know there are a lot of Pathfinder games already out is the thing. So I don't. I don't know. I, I have one of them. I think I have Kingmaker, but I haven't played it yet. That, that um, says all you need to know, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm also I'm also just not a big Pathfinder fan because I haven't played any of it. So I'm sure people who play Pathfinder and that overlap of people who love the setting and love the game and love video games might be at least probably more intrigued than I am for sure. Mm -hmm. But they're they're going to be the target audience for this. Whereas me, I have been salivating for Baldur's Gate three um, for years at this point. So that's that's my that's my bread and butter. Not necessarily the Pathfinder games. I'm tempted to pause our ongoing Forgotten Realms D and D campaign when Baldur's Gate three comes out because literally everybody in the party is getting Baldur's Gate three. So we could just, you know, pause it <laughs> just play that. And just play Baldur's Gate three. Well, here's the thing: I don't, I don't have a system to play it on yet, so I probably won't be playing it when it comes out, which is yeah, sad. I don't think it's going to hit consoles when system. it first releases, and if it does, no. I don't know if you have a console that's going to run it very well. But you know, exactly, I don't have the new Xbox yet, so you could come over. I have two PCs that can run uh, Baldur's Gate. Okay. And you could play. Let's say you're there. not invited. Lissa, yeah, you no are you always left. welcome. Um, and you're, shunned. This I know you hate me, but I love you, and you are always welcome <laughs> here. You would have to come to America and bring a Nerf gun, so that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you can bring lightsabers on planes. I'm sure you could bring Nerf guns. You got to be really good with a Nerf gun to, or uh, a lightsaber to, to blast back a Nerf gun blast. But not impossible, but you do have to be pretty good with it. I don't know what your skill level is. I don't don't mean to presume your level of lightsaber prowess. Mm -hmm. I have barely watched all the Star, Star Wars movies, so uh, my lightsaber level. Oh, what were you seeing last week? It wasn't the Star Wars, right? No. Oh, it was the Kingdom <laughs> Heart. Uh, that's what it was. <laughs> I got a comment about that. It was the like, Star Wars, the, the Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. The... No, Kingdom of Hearts. That's what you kept saying. Kingdom of Hearts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down with the kids <laughs> oh my god uh, no you're more like the kids not knowing kingdom hearts is kingdom hearts is like like no, almost i want to say 17 years old uh wow. i am definitely over 17 years old exactly <laughs> uh, but not not too much more right what, are we talking physical, uh, physical <laughs> age or are we talking mental age? Because mental age, I feel like I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not quite that high yet. Well, let's bring it back for a little bit of BS uh, before we go. Lissa, what have you been doing outside of the TTRPG space other than, you know, surviving in a capitalistic hellscape? Mm. What have I been doing? I thought of something that I was doing that was very fun recently, but I can't remember what it was. Um... <laughs> I started playing Civ 6, Civilization. Uh, oh, thank you. I didn't know what Civ stood for. I appreciate that. I mean, I listen, I didn't think that I would be a big strategy person, like from a very top-down top-down view. And because I've tried playing oh god, what was it called? Um XCOM? No. no, 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 no. The one with the, 
the Pokemon like looking figures. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, the one that Deanna plays all the time. Oh, Rimworld? Yeah, Rimworld. Rimworld. I didn't get into Rimworld because it was too like it was too controlly click and it was too clicking and controlling and not enough control at the same time. Like it was it would auto run things that I thought mm -hmm. um civilization and strategy games like that would also be like that. So I didn't think that I would get into it. But for some reason and somehow, because there is a religion factor that I can obsess about, um, I'm finding it more fun than usual. Civ six is like deceptive. Like when you first go, you're like, Oh, this is way more simple because it's you know, you take your turn, you do one thing every turn and and that's mm -hmm. that's easy enough but as it grows you're like oh shit this game is really really expansive but it does it slowly like you could really learn how to play the entire game over one match because the matches are so long you know 300 mm -hmm. or so turns on like the lower end so you can kind of go through those if you're interested i know Sharday, i know you've also been playing civ 6 but uh me mm -hmm. and several other people we played D D with also play Civ. we can get a civ game going i don't know we'll talk about it but, civilization i want you to know i am terrible at it. <laughs> uh i am just uh terrible no good at uh strategy games i really like rts's which are like real-time strategy games which are clicky you know like warcraft 3 um uh north guard is the big one that we play a lot and i lose every time but i love playing them so if you want someone else to beat in it we can check it out all I want to do is spread chimpkinism. Perfect. Um. You can do that. Uh, another good one I would recommend if you want something so complicated you die. Um, Age of Wonders. If you if you think Rimworld is bad, Age of Wonders Planetfall um, <laughs> is like if you were to combine all of Civilization with a full RTS with plant uh, like uh, XCOM combat as well. So like you play a full strategy game, but when you get into combat, you go into like an XCOM like uh, combat scenario and move your your people around the board. So it's actually like six games all in one. So if you want to play that, we could check that out too. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, um. It is terrifying. <laughs> I'm, I'm even worse at that, but my friends love it, so I just let them beat me. Mm -hmm. Well, let sure. is a strong word, but I also, but I get to play as a civilization that has mechs, so I'm in. Mm. Anything with mechs, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, pretty much, that's about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. uh, what about you? What are you doing these days? <laughs> I mean, I am also playing Civ Six, <laughs> learning uh... with Lissa how to do it. We have a couple games going. One, one is just us learning how to play the game and just bullshitting around, and the other one is us playing against some of our. <laughs> some of our friends and not do again not doing a very good job i don't i don't, I wouldn't call myself very good at it either um some i've also all on the same level we might have more fun playing together yeah well i i mean i think so like if you don't take it too serious like sometimes i get very competitive which is why i don't like playing games a lot that have a competitive edge but if i with Civ Six, I'm just like as long as I play with other people who also don't know what they're doing, like that's fine. Competitive <laughs> is great if you win, or mm -hmm. you're playing with other people who who won't beat you as bad. Uh, if you're really exactly. competitive and bad at a thing, it's a tough it's a tough time. To it's so through. hard. That's why like <laughs> it's really hard for me sometimes to get into like new games with other people who know the game better than me like this and with ttrpgs thankfully it's changing because it's taken a while but because i was later in the game to ttrpgs i'm just, i had that same like i need to win the game mentality when you don't really win ttrpgs sure, you, it's like a long win, game narrative yeah game. you win D, D by killing the rest of the party by... and taking the loot for yourself <laughs> you win by kissing the most amount of people is yes that, how is do that i flirt wrong? with my friends the most that's how you win how do i flirt with my friends the most exactly so as soon as i figured out that like ttrpgs have that different mindset i'm a lot better with it but for like a while and sometimes i still get like it just if i don't know a game i still get that like competitive mindset of like i'm really bad at this but i want to be really good at this to impress people but i'm really bad at it and i'm competitive and this is very awful <laughs> space to be in and like a catch-22 in a lot of ways um but with yeah if, i think if we had a civ 6 game where we all just didn't know what we were doing that'd be ideal oh, I, just want the dick around. Show. I know what i'm doing i'm still bad at it <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like I've I put a good amount of hours in Civ Six, and just when I think I I'm getting okay at the game, I am not. I'm not good. <laughs> I, I am Something not will happen. It'll it'll throw me a curveball, and I'm like, well, all the patterns that I just memorized on what to do mean absolutely nothing now. <laughs> so uh, cool, 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 tight, tight, tight. Um, and on top of playing Civ Six, I've been rewatching Superstore, which is a great comedy great to have comedy. on the background when I'm doing when I'm doing work. Mateo <laughs> all just about how up much in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Three, and I was like screaming, "No way!" Yes, yes I was so excited. <laughs> I love Mateo. <laughs> The and uh, th- their character's name is Matteo in the movie too. No, oh like, my yeah. god! It's oh more, like a, more like a job. To be a nod. I don't want to spoil anything regarding the Galaxy Three, but uh, but I was still, I was like, this is funny. Like I was not expecting. <laughs> That's amazing. I uh, love that. I haven't been uh, playing Civilization Six uh, because I'm bad <laughs> at it, um, and it also takes five thousand hours to play around, and I don't have that kind of time. Uh, my my son and daughter both just got switches for their birthdays; they just turned six and seven, and so I've been tr- trying desperately to understand the Nintendo Switch ecosystem. Of like, mm. okay, so we have the family plan for Nintendo Switch Online. How do I sync that up with them? I split it with a friend of mine and his kids. So, like, trying to make sure everyone has their account on there. Making accounts for my kids that are kids' accounts. Uh, but can still do all the Nintendo Switch Online stuff. Moving all of their saves from my Switch to theirs. But they don't own any games. So, putting my profile on theirs. I was fucking downloading and moving Switch shit until, like, 4 o'clock in the morning last night. Hence the tiredness. Uh, so, that's that's really what I was doing uh, but in between, in like five minute chunks, I've been reading a shit ton of comic books uh, because my wife's like, hey, I haven't been reading many comic books. Let's go to the comic book store. And I spent like maybe 200 bucks on comic books oh, just to like shit. catch her up. Yeah. It, 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 it's a lot, but it's really not when it comes to like uh, a store mm-hmm. credit and stuff there. Like I sell a lot of comic books there. So it's 200 bucks, but really like I paid like $25. Um, mm-hmm. but it was $200 worth of comic books and used comics too. So it's not like, Oh, one new trade, which is $20. It's like three trades. Cause that's 15 bucks. So do the math. I left with like a pound or a pound, like, like 20 pounds worth of books, basically. Um, just like looking at what I have on my desk, I was catching up on, I hate fairyland. Cause that's getting rebooted. Um, or a, a sequel series, uh, Scotty Young's like, uh, what if, you went to uh, Oz, and then Dorothy didn't try to beat the witch and leave. She just stayed oh. young forever and starts to cause havoc because she's a guest there. Um, super slapstick, mm-hmm. really fun. Very adult, by the way. It's not. It's drawn like it's a kid's book, but it's very violent, um, which is a lot of fun. And then uh, Tokyo Ghost by Rick Remender um, and Sean Murphy, which is like cyberpunk if everyone's addicted to VR um and you have criminals that are playing people like their video games like taking over their bodies and going on kill sprees um how do you combat that those are just two that i have on my desk so just a lot of comic book stuff a lot of switches a lot of lack of sleep um and today Oof. is D D day so everything's okay Woo-hoo. everything's gonna be great because we get to play D D, right that's true hooray and D&D if- fixes everything. what'd you say D&D fixes everything. I agreed. Agreed. You can't have problems on D&D Day. No, absolutely not. Uh, which is, we still call it D&D Day, but we play GURPS now, so I don't... <laughs> <laughs> we play D&D once a month, and we play GURP the rest of the time. The rest of the time, exactly. Uh, but I'm excited. It's finally happening. Um, if you like this and you want to check out more stuff, I don't know why, but if you do, I guess you can. More power to you. Head over to campykillcreations.com. You can check out all of our other podcasts over there. Uh, you can email us, campykillcreations at gmail.com. And if you really like this and really want to support us, you can head on over to patreon.com slash campykillcreations. You can get early content, bonus content, other content for all of our other podcasts, like Slavenly Trolls. Um, you get little like bonus spoilery things, like we're going to put up uh, our Honor Among Thieves spoiler cast. We have our book club over there, Bitches and Books, where we talk about different books. Uh, last month, we did the D&D, tie-in, uh, D&D Honor Among Thieves uh, tie-in book. Uh, one of them this month, we're doing a crystal shard. So you can catch up and read along over there. You get, uh, behind the scenes podcast. Like you can listen to Slavenly Trolls after dark where they do stuff after dark. I, I don't, it makes it sound like it's porn. It's not, I don't know what they do it over is. there. 
Um, it is. Oh, it is. Oh, it's it porn. is. Okay, there you go. Uh, we should it's make audio it OnlyFans then. I don't know if you can do that. On it's audio, audio porn. I mean, it's that's that's what category I put this show in. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That you got it. <laughs> Uh, but you can check out all, lots of other stuff over there on our Patreon. Please do that. It keeps the lights on, keeps the mics rolling. We really, really appreciate it. Um, if you want to find me on the internet, you can find me at Resident Stevel. You can find the show at Cajel's Pod. Uh, I'm at TS Luther everywhere else when it comes to comic books. So if you want to support me over there, any comic book store, Comicsology, TS Luther, that's where I'm at. Shardy, where can the people find you online? They can find me as the best host of the Slavonly Trolls podcast, where we talk about all the problematic stuff in D&D, like apparently Dark Sun, that I can't stop thinking about. <laughs> and I'm probably definitely going to start researching after it's we record so this. Up, man. It's so fucked <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready, but I'm also so ready. Uh, and I also run the Slavonly Trolls Twitter, at Slavonly Trolls. Uh, Lissa, where can the people find you online? The people cannot find me online. I do not exist. I am just a figment <laughs> of your imagination. Uh, but I should if you have would imagined like to something to... like a little bit nicer, you know? Yeah. No, when you imagine something, why not go all out and be the meanest bitch you can be? <laughs> <laughs> I love the attitude you. you got, though. I love it. Maybe that's why. It's the spunk. It's cool. <laughs> uh, but if the people would like to talk to someone, uh, <laughs> we, the Solvently Trolls, have an Instagram that is at Solvently trolls and the cave trolls have a twitter at cave trolls pod we also have a mastodon that we do not operate so uh do we yes no. I, I did make one but... oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but we're not there though don't like, don't go there uh but if they turn discord into a whole thing you can check us out on discord yeah. whatever yeah. whatever that ends up being uh, but thank you so much for listening, and I'm sorry. Uh, this has been the Cave Trolls, and we're out. <laughs> Once again, we have that special time where we get to thank our Patreon producers. Right now, we have Kim Winson, Jeremy Raymond, The Lorax, and Trellbot. Thank you so much for helping us keep the lights on, the mics rolling. You keep chicken sandwiches in our pockets, and you keep us having fun on the mic. Thank you so much. <laughs>